Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, it has been a very, very busy weather week in the tropics, tropics especially. Um, I'm really confused as to where we are now. I know that we have officially gone Greek. And it wasn't just like, yeah, we haven't just limped into it. We've jumped in full force, uh, both Mm -hmm. feet into the deep end, insert any little cliche you want about, you know, doing something. Uh, because yeah. we've done it and we're now there. But I got to take a moment and just say, in the last seven days since you and I talked, we've had, what, five storms named, maybe more, maybe less, things getting all out of control, things going left, right, north, south, east, west. Uh, making U-turns. Making, like... making U-turns, trying to be Karen. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss for words, which is not something that I usually am. But let's try and make sense of what we got. So let's start with Hurricane Sally. That is the quote unquote big story of the weather week, besides going Greek, you know, advancing. And besides Teddy. Teddy's and a little impressive. Teddy is impressive. We will get to Teddy in a minute. But Sally was the little storm that could. Again, we mm-hmm. talked about the Gulf was finally favorable. The golf has been yep. favorable all season long. Sally, eh, tropical storm, eh, category one, eh, category two. Make up your freaking mind. Yeah. Like, I mean, she was barely a cat two and was only a cat two for like a minute. But yeah, definitely made it to y- a cat two. Yes, she did. And she came ashore somewhere between the Florida and Alabama line. Um, it is not the country group Florida Georgia line, but it's pretty close. Ah. Uh, Impressive amounts of rain, and that's I think really the big story. We know that, you know, Sally was gonna is gonna be the rainmaker. We knew the winds were impressive, and you know, you got some high gusts and definitely hurricane sustained winds. But the rain with Sally is her calling card, and she has dropped a lot of rain over twenty inches, even some places on unofficially looking like maybe thirty inches of rain. Wow. That is insane. And that's just the rain coming out of the storm. That doesn't account for any surge that has blown up into the land with all of that rain. So flooding was huge with Sally for somewhat of a minor storm caused quite a bit of damage. And I'm seeing more flood damage and more flood video and picture out of Sally than I did Laura. And Laura was basically a cat five. Yes. And, you know, again, with Laura, we knew we thought that the the storm surge and we thought the rain would be the the story. Obviously, it wasn't the wind with her was her big calling card. But what Sally has done, dropping the amount of rain she has one, the area already was saturated. It's been hit by a couple tropical systems already and a lot of thunderstorms. And flooding for the last previous five, six, seven months, some areas even longer. So True. adding insult to injury. But yeah. the amount of there rain was she, nowhere for water to go. No, and literally. the amount of rain that she dropped was nothing short of impressive. So crazy. And now that waters have started to come down a little bit, what's left is the sand from like beaches yep. and from the ocean and the Gulf and all of that. And so there's cars just buried in sand, which is 
crazy to see. I'll look for pictures and, and post them on our page. But yeah, now it's a sand issue. Please do. And follow us on Twitter at Weather Podcast. But man, you know, so we go from Sally. Okay, we're, we have at this point, before Sally comes on shore, five name systems out in the tropics, right? And we're, we're talking about, oh my gosh, we're going to do it for the second time in history. We're going to blow through the normal alphabet. We're going to go into the Greek alphabet. And lo and behold, not only, like we said, did we jump in, you know, both feet in the deep end, but uh, there's no stopping point. And Bonnie, we're five days past the prime of the hurricane season, the peak, right? Um, there's a very good chance we're going to get a whole lot more. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't know. I, I don't feel super confident in saying this, but I really, I mean, like we could get pretty far through the Greek alphabet, if not to the end, because if we've blown through it all this fast and we were already at beta, like right. we blinked and we already had two Greek storms, you know what I mean? So yep. And can we just talk about how we sound like a broken record every week? We're like, the tropics, the tropics, the tro-. like, seriously, like, go back the last, like, seven episodes, and it's, like, the same thing. So, if, at this rate, we really will just, like, get real Greek real fast. Yes, we will. And, you know, you have the movie, Get Me to the Greek, or Get Him to the Greek, whatever it's officially called. Mm-hmm. Well, we got there, and mm-hmm. we're staying for a while. So Yeah, our big, fat Greek tropics. E- exactly. Big, fat Greek tropics, too. <laughs> Yes, two. Yes. Yes. Round two. Very good. Round two. All right. Well, so that was Sally. The Like I said, the big story. Now, let's talk about the the three current storms we have, and then we'll go back and talk about the two that came and went very quickly. And then we'll get also an asterisk. I'm going to mention the Mediterranean hurricane Mm -hmm. or whatever that was. All right. So currently out in the Atlantic, all eyes are on Tropical Storm Beta. Now you're asking, hold on, how did we go from S to B? We'll get there. However, Tropical Storm Beta is the closest area that we are currently watching, as this area looks like it's going to impact the Texas coast, the Louisiana coast, portions of Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, areas that Laura affected, areas that Sally has affected. Bonnie, you talked about a broken record. Mm -hmm. This area is about to get more rain. Not yeah. what we need. And right now, it's not forecast to become a hurricane, right? Like that is was, correct. It, it was at one point going to be a Cat 1, and then I guess it, that forecast changed. But right. at least it's just a tropical storm. But there's that land, those states cannot handle any more significant rainfall. They, re- they really can't. And, you know, when Beta formed, you watch the Euro model. It took this thing from the Bay of Campeche up into the Gulf of Mexico, hugged the Texas coastline, did a couple loop-de-loops, and then it was supposed to get caught up in a cold front and basically raced across the Gulf, never making landfall, and then basically falling apart before it hit Florida. Fast forward three days, models change. We know this really well. She's uh, Beta is now, I don't know, is Beta a boy or a girl? I don't think it's either. Yeah, I think it's... Sand descriptive. Okay, so we'll we'll yeah. say it. Yeah. It is now forecast to move to the west, move to the northwest. Once it makes landfall somewhere between Corpus Christi and uh, Houston, and again, I know that's the entire Texas coastline. I'm sorry, I don't know my Texas coast geography all that well. I just know where Houston <laughs> and Corpus Christi are. So there we go. Uh, Nailing it. Yeah, it works. I know what tech. It's gonna hit Texas. There we go. <laughs> 
And if you don't know anything about Texas, side. just say Texas. Everyone's like, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Texas. The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. There we go. I think of Pee Wee's Big Adventure every right? time I hear that Same. song. <laughs> that, absolutely. Absolutely. It's where a majority of the country learn that song, unless right? you're from Thank Texas. Thank you, Pee Wee. Yes. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So, yeah. makes landfall in Texas. Still is a tropical storm by the time it comes ashore. Uh, late Monday night, early Tuesday. Tuesday night, it has not moved all that much. By the time we get to Wednesday morning, it is now to the, in theory, forecast track to the northeast of Houston as a tropical depression. And then it starts to pick up some forward momentum. And by Friday, it looks like it's going to be centered over northern Mississippi. Again, a slow moving storm with lots of moisture in it. More rain, more rain, more rain. This is the deal. This is the storm that popped up when Sally did initially, before Sally was named. Yep. And it was the one, like you said, meandered around in the Gulf, blah, blah, blah. Where's it going to go? Oh, it's not going to turn into anything much. And then it kind of came down around the Yucatan. And now it's like busted a big old Huey and headed back for the state. So this one took a while to get its name, but it's been around for a week and a half, right? Yeah, Ish. it has been. It so, has been. I mean, it's been holding on. Wait, I think it was waiting. I think it was waiting to be Greek. It preferred the Greek alphabet. It didn't want just a regular old name. So I think it was waiting. Right. And really it, it waited a while. It waited a while. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Uh, this thing formed officially. Uh, where was it? Hold on here. I got to back up. This thing officially formed uh, on Wednesday or sorry, Thursday, September 17th. So three days ago. Yeah. And this thing has moved to the northeast and now moving back to the west. Uh, go watch the forecast track, by the way. If you go to the National Hurricane Center archives, you can see this thing. It does a giant 90-degree turn off to the west. Again, we've seen a lot of these lately. Storms just mm-hmm. storms just want to do their own thing. Yeah. Well, great. All right, yeah, they don't so. follow rules or patterns or nothing. They just do whatever they want. Funny how that <laughs> sounds like somebody else I know. Or some things else I know. Um, All of us. <laughs> yeah. No, no names included. So now we're watching Beta. Beta looks like, like we said, will come ashore late Monday night, early Tuesday, tropical storm. Great. We have a hurricane out in the Atlantic. This thing looks impressive, as you said. Let's introduce you to Hurricane Teddy. Hurricane Teddy is doing nothing but affecting shipping channels and throwing some large surf into the eastern, eastern United States. Teddy is currently forecast to move north and northeast, still as a hurricane, not going to impact Bermuda directly. However, there are current warnings up, tropical storm warnings for the island of Bermuda. Bermuda has I been... I feel like if a Cat 4 is near a small island, not even directly hitting it, it's still going to impact it pretty good. Yes, it is. Um, and as you look at what Teddy is doing, putting out some big waves, putting out some wind, uh, doesn't look like it's incredibly i don't know it's really weird you look at the the forecast track the cumulative wind history of teddy and you think how in the world is this thing not going to affect bermuda because it looks like it's going to either pass directly to the south but the forecast is changing so he is moving to the north uh he will impact like we said the island of bermuda strictly as an offshore vent they will get Mm -hmm. some wind they will get some waves but good on hurricane teddy Teddy currently stands at 105 miles an hour, so he is a Cat 2. 
Uh, central pressure now is 964. He has been stronger. He was very pretty, very symmetrical, very textbook. Outflow was beautiful. Um, again, the type of hurricanes I like to see. Big, strong, textbook, beautiful outflow, and not affecting anything. Right, out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. But he's supposed to possibly hit Canada, right? Like yes. He, Nova Scotia, Halifax. Yep, the current forecast track takes it off the coast. Uh, he will hit Nova Scotia, most likely as a tropical storm. Uh, and then out over the Atlantic, will end up near Greenland as a tropical storm by Friday morning. So That's really crazy. You right? know, I mean, that's like a tropical storm hitting Alaska. Like, right. It's just, I just feel like I'm sure Greenland really doesn't have to deal with this, like tropical <laughs> storms of any kind. Like it's, gets pretty chilly up that direction. So I'm just, that's just crazy that Teddy's like, mm, I think I'm going to go north, really super north. Like right. Santa better watch out. Oh, think he's headed Lord. for the North Pole. Possibly. Possibly. Um, the other storm that we are watching right now is Wilfred. Wilfred is a tropical depression. Maximum sustained winds 35 miles an hour. Central pressure 1,008 millibars. Wilfred is out there between Africa and the Lesser Antilles, uh, basically just hanging right across. I gotta see what that is. Uh, it looks like 16 degrees north latitude. So he's just out there hanging out. He is forecast to move off to the west and by Thursday be completely dissipated. So. It's still a tropical wave. We know that this possibly could continue on, maybe reform, but unlikely as Wilfred. So that will need to be watched. But like we said, the conditions are not necessarily very favorable going forward. It's following in the wake of Teddy. Uh, the atmosphere has been uh, rejecting any type of storm formation. So once Wilfred gets into that airspace, looks like it's going to be torn apart. Now. There's an area that we are looking that is a post-tropical cyclone. What was post-tropical cyclone Paulette could reform, kid you not, could reform in the next 48 hours through five days, 60% chance. Whoa. It could redevelop into tropical or subtropical characteristics. For more information, please see the high seas forecast issued by Meteorol France. So the French will take control of Paulette, uh, what is left of her. So it could. And will she still be Paulette? Uh, most likely, yes. If she were to reform, probably the cyclone could develop subtropical, tropical characteristics. I don't know if they will rename her or just keep it what is Paulette. And would France stick with our list or do they have their own? Uh, I believe France. Well, so the our list, it comes from the World Meteorological Organization. So I think oh, okay. the French would go with that. But we'll see what happens. I mean, if she spins up again, maybe. I don't know. My guess is probably yes. But they won't I, just, like, rename her, like, Pierre. Wow. <laughs> wow. That would be amazing. That, Do we have Pierre on the list anytime ever? I Can will we, like, is there a suggestion box yeah. for names? There is, actually. If you go to the World Meteorological Organization, you can suggest names. We covered this, I believe, two years ago in one of our first episodes of B-Squared. Mm. Yeah, it's way out there. Well, I've slept since then, so. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. All right, so those are the three current storms that we are watching. Now, again, Paulette is still, in theory, active out there in the Atlantic. However, since we've had Sally, we've had Tropical Storm Vicky, who came and left, came and went. Vicky, you will not be missed because nobody knows where you were. Right. Have you ever seen Fairly Odd Parents? Uh, I have not. Okay, well, the babysitter's name is Vicky. Okay. So, Tropical Storm Vicky, uh, 
like, and we're done with that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Never seen it. Sorry. Tropical Storm. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, Tropical Storm. Vicky came and went. Nothing. Nothing great. Now, Subtropical Storm Alpha. Now, when we officially went Greek, this thing still is very weird to me because Tropical Storm Alpha or Tropical Yeah Tropical Storm Alpha formed off the coast of Portugal. Okay. Yeah. Portugal. I'm yeah. not saying Florida. I'm not saying Texas. I'm saying Portugal. This is on the other side of the Atlantic. Came into Portugal as a cat- as a uh, tropical storm, and then dissipated as it got into France. And which it- I think that right there is like record breaking. Like to be the first Greek, you know, storm of the season to come off of Portugal. Which what storms have ever come off of Portugal? Right. Ever? And this didn't come off. What this went into Portugal. This was moving across right. the Atlantic, came into Portugal's drop swamp. Now, here's my question. Why did the U.S., or maybe it wasn't us. Let me look. I have to go look at the uh, the archives about Tropical Storm Alpha. Public advisories. Hmm. Okay. Maybe, maybe it wasn't us that named it, so... According to the first bulletin, subtropical storm alpha advisory number one. So it was a subtropical storm. National Hurricane Center in Miami apparently named it. However, they were saying uh, more information can be found from the Portuguese Institute for Sea and Atmosphere at IPMA.pt. So maybe the Portuguese were the ones that named subtropical storm alpha so they could get in on the party. Right, but that, they're like, okay, that, that would the be US my guess. is hogging all the storms. We would like one, <laughs> right? And again, I mean, it, it was definitely subtropical, no doubt about that. The characteristics existed for a, a tropical storm to to form. Mm-hmm. But man, this thing I, again, this was a storm that lived through three updates. We had three public advisories. It came and went. It becomes a remnant low. Uh, over Portugal. Again, more information can be found at the Portuguese Institute for Sea and Atmosphere. I will say this. I love the fact that we have all these countries that have their equivalent of the National Weather Service. Yes, I do too. And I wonder whose came first. Like if we did and then other countries were like, oh, we should have something kind of like that. Especially Uh, Europe because there's a bunch of European countries that are constantly getting hail and tornadoes and floods. Right. Um, and tornadoes aren't necessarily a U.S. thing, but we just have a tendency no. to get more of them. No, th- there's not. But the thing is, there's just not a lot of places in the world that do get them and get them frequently. Right. And again, it's the perfect setup of what we look at, you know, geography wise. Mm-hmm. You guys have nothing to stop the cold Canadian air masses interacting with the warm tropical air mass. So Exactly. Like we have the mountains and the Gulf in the perfect spot. And that's why. We get them so frequently yep. in this country, but not all countries have the Gulf type of situation. Exactly. I mean, you would think some places, maybe like India, could uh, possibly have that with, you know, air coming out of the Himalayas and then obviously, um, you know, the Indian Ocean air interacting. And you do get tornadoes in that area, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing like the United States. Right. Just one of those weird little setups. So that's pretty legit. So subtropicals from Alpha, like we said, came and went done. So in the span of a week, we've had six storms. We've covered roughly, let me look here, one, two, three, eight of them. We know we talked about Paulette and Rennie, Sally, Teddy, Vicky, Beta, Wilfred, Alpha. Now, or Alpha. Now, I understand that Alpha comes Alfred, before, I like that. Yeah, Alfred. <laughs> Wilfred, Alfred. Yeah, You're just kind of on a roll. <laughs> yeah, let's just combine them all. 
Uh, with that said, people are like, well, why was beta before alpha? Well, it occasionally happens like that, where okay. things just happen to form. So, <laughs> oh boy. I mean, it was like Marco. We had Marco and we had Laura make landfall after. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, yep. it's just kind of weird how it all falls into place. It does. It all falls into place. And, oh, man. <laughs> we're worn out and we're not even doing anything. We're right. just talking about we're it. Just Can talking you about imagine it. the NHC in Miami? I, I bet none of them have slept this whole season. I bet they haven't, or they have caught set up inside the building. By the way, I want right. to go. T- I want a tour of the NHC. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. We should uh, plan that trip. I think we definitely should. Uh, not the Linux storms. Do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, trying to find. All right, now where are the Greek? Where is the Greek names? They have the national. And you know what? The Greek alphabet's really misleading because it kind of starts out like A, B, Alpha, Beta, and then it just Delta, Gamma, yeah. Like then it's not even like it kind of seems like it's gonna align with ours a little bit, but yeah, then sorry. nope. All right, so yeah, it's Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta. Like, why is Zeta come before E? You know, theta, iota, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, omicron, pi, rho, sigma. Listen, if we're getting into the fraternities and sororities, <laughs> we know we've done. No, all way. of those sound like equations to me. All those things you just said were like equations. Well, they That's... they pretty much are. And, you know, <laughs> th- there's a reason why I ended up not getting my degree in meteorology for right there. Um, but I digress. That's not what we're talking about. Anyways, yeah, when we start getting into the uh, college fraternities and sororities, we're already there. But, I mean, when we get deep into that list, you know we've had a very, very, very active tropical season. And we still have, what, two and a half months? Roughly, yeah. So, and I yes. mean, we could get pretty far. I mean, I know it really tapers off end of October into November, but I mean, still, still, I'm kind of anxious and excited to see like how far, how Greek are we going to get? Right. If we make it to Kappa, which I'm partial to, my grandmother was a Kappa. My mother was a Kappa. Lots of girlfriends who were Kappas. So I'm partial to Kappa. Are we going to get John Stamos Greek? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like Uncle Jesse type of Greek. Like, (laughs) Have you seen the commercial, by the way, where he's knitting a sweater? It's, a, it's an insurance commercial, and the one lady's like, is it as soft as your hair? And he runs his fingers through his hair, and he's like, softer. <laughs> I have not seen that. Oh I'm going to have to look that yes, up. Yes, I, I, I will have to find that and send it to you because it is quite hilarious. Quite I love hilarious. John Stamos. He's oh. so good. John's great. Becky, on the other hand, not so smart. Now. Becky's in prison, but, you know. Right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we're kind of getting off on a tangent, but, yeah, what, what the heck are you doing? Aunt Becky. Yeah, come crazy. on. Aunt, Aunt Becky, come on. You're the star of like every Hallmark movie and show. And then you got to go and like pretend to send your daughters to college who don't even want to be there in the first place. Come on. Right. Like you're paying to get them into like Harvard or Yale or whatever it was. No, they like, were trying to get them into USC, which, listen, I'm in the Pac 12. University of Southern California is a great school. You don't need to be a genius to get into USC. I'm just saying. You don't have to bribe people to accept your kids to these schools. Like, no. Like they can geez. get in on the 2.5. Okay. Jeez. Just saying. Just saying. Well, maybe her kids are just that dumb. Mm. When your dad's a supermodel and your mom's a TV actress, not saying that they're not smart, (laughs) 
But every time I've seen videos of these girls, they don't come across and they don't strike me as very bright. Okay. Not the brightest crayon in the box. When they said, just well, me. we just wanted to go to college for the parties. Uh, you don't have to be in college to go to the parties. Just FYI. Right. And you could have gone to those parties and your mom wouldn't have gone to jail. Right. And she'd still be on Hallmark and everybody would still love her. Everybody still loves yeah. her, period. But you know what I mean. Yeah, it's hard to undo her like Aunt Becky reputation, but it's kind of like, dang, would you have done this for the twins on Full House? Yeah, maybe would she would. Paid for the twins to get into school. Maybe she. Show? Maybe she would have. Sad. She'll be back. She'll be back. We love her too That'll much. Be fine. This country yeah. loves to forgive and forget. Anyways, however mm-hmm. deep we do get into the Greek alphabet, now that we come back on the tangent, and now I can all have pictures of Uncle Jesse's running <laughs> fingers through his hair. Full circle. Oh, good lord. <laughs> It's all connected, we swear. Oh, it totally <laughs> like, is. It totally is. I don't even know if John Samos is actually Greek. I'm pretty sure I thought that he was. Okay, well, we'll have to find that out. I'm not going to look it up right now. Anyways, Gamma's up next, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, and then so forth. And you said there was one area of interest, right? There is one area of interest that they are looking at. However, it's small. Um but let's give it time because it looked like there was a wave that's about to come off of Africa that could be interesting. Those conditions are favorable, so we will wait to see what the National Hurricane Center wants to do going forward. And if the Guarantee next- we wake up tomorrow and we have got Delta and Gamma because that's how it is after every show we do. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> quite possibly. We will see. We shall see. Now, the other story that we have going on across the United States is the amount of smoke that's in the atmosphere. Yes. And I will apologize right now. That is from the Northwest and California in the fire. So I am sorry. I did apologize yesterday. We to can you. all blame Bobby. We can. Yeah, and I, yeah. I did apologize to the Oklahoma Mesonet on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good picture from the lake on Friday of the sun setting, and it just looks so hazy. So I will post that on our Twitter. Please do. Please but it was super do. hazy. The whole day on Friday. And it's weird because it kind of comes and goes. Like some days it's been real hazy. And then some days it's been like a little hazy. But you can see a lot of blue sky. So it's just it's very weird. Keep your smoke. Uh, Well, it's funny. You know, we talked about the last two weeks. You know, we're going to have this fire pattern. And then we're going to have last Sunday. We talked about all the smoke in the air and how the air quality is terrible. We finally got rain this week. And our rain came with thunderstorms. And let me just tell you about the thunderstorms we had. Because you know me, uh, I'm like you, and I'm like a lot of people that listen to the show. You see thunderstorms, you're like, I'm waiting up. I'm going to see what happens. You mm-hmm. know, conditions are favorable. So we're watching it all week. We know this area of low pressure is going to move up the Oregon, California coast, or California, Oregon coast, and it's going to, you know, put a bunch of instability into the atmosphere. We're going to do a bunch of good stuff. Uh, forecast looks very favorable for thunderstorms and we're like okay great we're gonna make it happen lo and behold thursday rolls around and we get thunderstorms pop in midday spc has the willamette valley up against the cascade foothills in a slight chance and they're talking about discrete uh supercells they're talking about you know wind shear rates that are going to get storms spinning and so everybody's like oh my gosh you know we're talking tornadoes what are we talking about and all week long before that, the talk in the weather community was weather models use smoke data to help interpret them. But the weather models don't see smoke as a as an inhibitor. So our temperatures were forecasted to be in the mid to upper 80s. With all the smoke around, we're barely cracking 70. 
Oh. And so the models are having a really hard time trying to figure out, okay, well, if you don't get daytime heating, you're not going to get the wind in the evening when the temperature finally breaks and that, you know, mm-hmm. cool gust of west wind comes in and kind of helps, you know, mix out the atmosphere. So that's not helping. So all the smoke is around. And all the smoke is around Thursday. And yet we're starting to get these thunderstorms starting to develop. Well, they're not even developing in the area where SBC had put the slight risk. They're developing in the area where there's general thunderstorm risk. But everything is now about 15 to 20 miles to the west of where this supposed slight area was. So up against the coast range, down in the southern Willamette Valley, they're starting to get thunderstorms popping. And I mean, these things are going off at a big rate. Hundreds of lightning strikes, lots wow. of rain with it. And so everybody's like, well, you know, lightning equals fire. I'm like, yeah, but it's coming with coming with moisture. And so yeah. all day, everybody's like, OK, well, we're waiting for these to come up over the areas that are currently on fire. You know, we need the rain there, blah, blah, blah. And Bonnie, it just wasn't happening. Wow. So I'm sitting at work on Thursday and everybody's like, oh, thunderstorms, South Valley, thunderstorms up against the coast range, nowhere near Portland. And I'm like, this sucks. Because, again, Portland's going to get gypped, and it's not great. And, you know, SPC, while the forecast was pretty spot on, it was off. You know, we haven't seen any big thunderstorms. We haven't seen any supercells, none of this stuff. And so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really bummed about this. I get off work at 10 o'clock at the bar, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go storm chasing. The closest cell to me is about 25 miles to my west, up against the coast range. I have a spot out kind of close to home where I have a really nice view of that area. So I drive out there and it's still stocked in with smoke, but any lightning flashes illuminates the sky. It's diffused. So you don't actually see a bolt. You just see everything goes white for a minute. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. So I was watching that stayed out there for about 20 minutes. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get home and I'm watching the radar real close. And I'm starting to see these little cells kind of form off the cascade foothills. And I'm like, you know, I've seen this pattern before. All it takes is one or two storms and it's going to pop. And finally, the, you know, most of the metro area will get into the thunderstorm action and it's going to be good. Get back home, watching the radar, seeing this trend again. And I'm noticing, you know, I'm hearing a little bit more thunder as it's getting closer. Looking at the radar, again, cells not really anywhere near, but starting to get some lightning out ahead of these cells. And I'm hmm. watching this cluster about 100 miles south of me. And these storms are moving like at 50 miles an hour. So, I mean, anything that's moving is moving quickly. And I see the storm start to form about 100 miles to my south. And this thing is hugging I-5. It's no longer making this south to northwest progression. It's moving due north to south or south to north. So I'm like, okay, this is very favorable to get in storms in at least my neck of the woods. And then most of the Portland metro area. And lo and behold, every 15 minutes or so, these little cells that are forming not close to this are being entrained in this bigger cell. And so eventually this complex starts to grow. We get a wave, a push, and again, I guarantee you it is outflow from a dying line of thunderstorms that kicks up another line of thunderstorms mm-hmm. for, uh, farther north. Finally moves in near me. I'm like, I'm going to be on Facebook Live. It's starting to get toward like 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm staying up anyways. I don't have anything to do. I'm just going to watch these storms roll in. Lo and behold, boom, we start getting lightning all over the place. It's still smoky out, 
but it's starting to mix the atmosphere where I can kind of see the silhouette of clouds in the city lights up above. So I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. So watching this, great. Phone chirps, severe thunderstorm warning. I was like, what? Where? The big storm that we had been watching down in Eugene finally had started putting out some big hail. Quarter size hail, wow. 60 mile an hour winds. And I was like, all right. SPC goes ahead and they issue their little, you know, bubble. I call it bubble wrap where they draw the line, the blue lines at squiggly. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. You know, parameters are, look good for severe storms to continue into the Portland metro area. Uh, watch most likely not needed to be issued. Just isolated storms. So I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. This is good. I like bubble wrap. That's good. Yeah, I, I do like too. And it, and it kind of, you know, it encapsulates what they're talking about. Yeah. So I like the, referring to it as bubble wrap, though. I'm going to steal that from you. Please do. Please do. Uh, so it was great. So we finally watched all these storms roll up. Well, you know, we're starting to see rain rates of an inch an hour, two inches of an hour going over areas that have just burned, which is a good thing. So all yeah. of the areas that had had big fires the previous week had some rain with it. You start to worry about now landslides, rock slides, all that stuff. But the cool part for me was, so um, I've talked about it on the show, I interned at the ABC affiliate here in town way, way back when, and I worked with a guy named Rob Marciano who is on ABC News. So I follow Rob on Twitter. Everybody does if you're in the weather right. group. And so he was like, oh, check this out. And he tweeted a shot, uh, a radar scope loop of the thunderstorms moving through the Portland area and said, he goes, this is, you know, kind of interesting that all the smoke particulates were helping to enhance the thunderstorm, you know, development. I was like, huh, I'll have to look into that. So anyways, I just replied back, Hey, you know, it's great to watch. He responds to me. He's like, did you get any video? And I was like, yeah, I'll post something. So I was on Facebook live for an hour and a half. The camera that I use uh, also records all the video and it's high quality. So I literally you know, just quickly scrolled through, found a lightning strike, isolated it, and posted it back. I didn't realize this, but my video apparently made it onto World News tonight. On Whoa. The, yeah, on the East Coast. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Awesome. I had a friend of mine who lives in Tampa Bay, Florida, send me a text. He's like, bro, I just saw your video on World News tonight. I'm like, what? And this is like a four. That's so cool. Yeah, I was like, so it's a four o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, all right, sweet. I was like, World News Tonight airs at five thirty uh, Pacific time. Uh, usually, it's just a replay of the East Coast feed. Great. Well, then we get the breaking news about RBG. Oh yeah. And I'm like, my video is not going to make it. <laughs> so I need to now go back and find. And if anybody has a copy in their DVR of World News Tonight from the East Coast edition, let me know. Because I will pay you $10 to get a copy of my video that I shot being on World News Tonight. So, yeah, that was kind of that the cool- is awesome. Yeah. And you were credited and everything. I was credited on. with it. Now, I will say this. I didn't actually nobody ever asked me for approval. Right. But it's OK. Um, I did give approval to the, comp- the media company called Storyful out of Canada, who is what Yahoo uses for their new service. So my video was on a Ute, on a Yahoo News service story about thunderstorms in the Pacific Northwest. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, it's on ABC New World News tonight. I was like, ah, epic. All right. And those were probably big stories because of the fires. And they were like, it, look, they're finally getting thunderstorms. Exactly. That's been burning. Exactly. And, you know, most of the media places around here had video, but they're not going to post stuff until, you know, their staff gets in at six. 
Yeah. But because I was up and, you know, I posted on my Twitter page and I posted it to Rob, you know, they got used. So. See, great things come from early in the morning. Like my video yes. was from like three o'clock in the morning that one time. Yep. So you made it on the weather channel. up in the middle of the night. It does. It really <laughs> does. And always pays to have a camera with you. That's the biggest thing. Uh, I went and bought a new GoPro last week, by the way. Nice. Just, I need to get one, period. I don't have one at all. They're, you know, they're not relatively expensive. I mean, a couple hundred bucks. But it's good just to have with you just in case. Yeah. You know, I, I'd much rather prefer like an, an actual over-the-shoulder camera or at least, you know, what's known as a prosumer camera. But I'll take a GoPro. It's a good, it's a good, you know, second camera to have. So. Yeah. Good yeah. starter camera. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a fun week. Thunderstorms were great. Dropped a lot of rain. Um, not a whole lot of wind, which was nice, but Bonnie, the air quality went from like a 300 to a 25. Wow. And it went from super unhealthy to like, please open up your windows and air out your houses now. Yeah. Good. See, I'm telling you, that's what you need. You need a good rain. And it's very interesting that the weather models can pick up the smoke, but they don't know how to factor it in right. to how that's going to impact storms. So I bet that's going to start to become a area of research and how to like adjust yep. the models to be able to factor that in it is and i will i will tweet out a link here in a little bit uh the chief meteorologist at our fox affiliate here in town had a really good breakdown of how like smoke is integrated into weather models and how weather models try to integrate smoke into it so uh very circular logic mm -hmm. you know it always comes back to the same thing but uh, very interesting nonetheless. So I will tweet that link out here in a little bit because it's a fascinating read for those people that like to figure out what goes into our weather modeling. And yeah. People don't think about that smoke and, you know, dust off the Sahara and all of that can like really, and it does it in different ways. It either dries out the air, or it keeps it right. from getting too hot or too cold or, you know, whatever. And so uh, very interesting, very interesting. And it's very weird that the weather model's like, yeah, I totally know the smoke is there, but I have no idea how it's going to impact the weather. Right. So, so that's very interesting. Right. Because, and we, we, like I said, we saw this uh, all week long where it was just, you know, the smoke was forecasted. Okay, we're going to get a west wind that's going to kick the smoke out. Well, the west wind capped the heating. And when you have no heating, you're not going to have that release. And without yep. that release, you don't get the wind. And so it was just, it was very interesting to watch from a weather standpoint, how the smoke was integrated into the models and how the models didn't handle it at all. And our air quality just sat and sat and sat and was total garbage for a very long time. It's not good, yeah. especially right now. Like, we need to be able to breathe well. Right, exactly. So, again, I apologize for all the smoke that has made its way to Europe from the Northwest. Sorry, our bad. Mm, I guess we'll forgive you this one time. Thank you, I appreciate it. Don't let it happen. Uh, what do you guys have coming up weather-wise in Oklahoma City? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I mean, we might get some tropical air, maybe some moisture and rain from Beta, but we'll see because it looks like that cone has shifted a little bit east from what I tweeted out this morning, so that's yep. kind of a bummer. But it looks like we're not really going to make it even to 80 for highs this week, so that's nice. And it's been real chilly at night, lows in the 50s and 60s. Fall is here, y'all. Oh, and I am all for it. Right. I am too. College football is back. By the way, I did get my official uh, University of Oklahoma shoes. I saw those on Twitter. Those oh, are cool. Oh, my gosh. You got to get a pair because they're awesome. Uh, the one thing I'm I so didn't. I'm jealous. I love them. So I'm going to get. I have a pair of the Oklahoma ones. I'm going to get a pair of the Oregon ones. But yep. 
there are little things here and there on the shoes that Nike does not tell you actually exists on the shoe, which is kind of cool. Um, so on the back of this shoe, it says Boomer Sooner. <gasps> That's cool. And on the inside, it has Oklahoma on the insole. Well, wow. it also has on the tongue, and I have to grab it so I make sure I get it right. But on the tongue of the left shoe, it says 1890 Norman, Oklahoma, which I thought was really cool. Uh, that is so awesome. Like just those little like details here and there. That's, exactly. That is awesome. Exactly. And Good it's job, got, Mikey. yep. It's got the, you know, it's the crimson and white. It's the school color. It's got the OU on the, on the uh, outside of the heel, which is really cool. And like I said, it has, has Boomer Sooner on the back of the left foot. And that says Sooner's on the inside of the insoles on the left foot. And on the insole of the right foot is the Nike swoosh. So that's pretty legit. I will say this though. When I opened up the package yesterday, it wasn't just the shoes that came in the box. There was a dead cricket. <laughs> to, to which my brother responded, that's so Oklahoma. And I was like, except, except the shoes were shipped from Indiana. But, you know, it's same difference. That's so Oklahoma. What? Like we got dead crickets everywhere? Uh, apparently so. Uh, but it looked like it had probably crawled into the box from the actual outer box that it was shipped in. There was a very, uh, I wouldn't say a small hole, but a decent sized slit in the bottom of it so i'm sure a cricket just kind of worked its way in there so oh well Well, here's the deal if it what would have been more oklahoma is if it was a dead tarantula because it's tarantula mating season around here right now all right fair enough fair enough fair enough so well i haven't seen any but <laughs> yeah i feel you if i see one i'm setting on fire please do uh, out here in Portland, looks like we're going to be going for the highs in the mid to upper 70s. And then we start to cool it off as we get toward the weekend. Rain chances come back Tuesday into Wednesday. So uh, we're into that fall type pattern. So here we go. Can't wait. Sounds awesome. Sounds like you guys still would need a little bit more rain, though. We do. We Clean we, the air out a little more. Yes, we do. We need that. And it will help continue the forest fire fight. So mm-hmm. knock on Saturate wood. Saturate the ground and yes. keep any more from popping up, that kind of thing. So hopefully you guys get... A lot more. Yes, we will take it. Well, Bonnie, it's been very active in the trop, very active, very active in the tropics. It looks <laughs> like it's going to continue that way for a while, but you know, just keep it right here with B squared. We're the good luck charm for the tropics. That's right. We keep the season going. <laughs> another, <laughs> another great addition to B squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon, and I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.